whether or not we all realize it, those of us who serve the Lord are participating in the most epic adventure of all time, space, and history. I think it's about time that we start celebrating the miraculous and wonderful ways that God touches our lives in everyday circumstances. I'm Karen Pennington, and this is Daily Adventures in Grace. Hey friends, Karen Pennington here, and today I want to talk about one of my least favorite games, one of the least favorite games that I've ever played, and that is not really a game, it's phone tag. You know what I'm talking about when you're trying to connect with somebody and you just kind of like call, leave a message, then they call back right when you're in the middle of something and you either don't see their call or you can't take it and they leave a message, then you call them and they leave a message and you just keep your like ships passing at night, you can't get a hold of each other, but it's important and you have to, and it's frustrating, so frustrating, that's not, I'd rather just, you know, get them the first time, it doesn't always happen. What's more frustrating to me is... I know y'all have been there when you have a service call in, either you have a question about a product or somebody misbilled you and you call the customer service line and have you ever been on one of those calls where you're on the phone for hours and you're bumped around and around and around and you do this horrible little dance between being put on hold or being given somebody who is not able to answer your question. What's really, really infuriating to me is when I'm treated like it was my mistake when it wasn't. Um, I had a service issue with that at one point. Um, I do make mistakes. I, I, I get that. I make lots of mistakes. But when there's an obvious thing where, okay, this is what I ordered. This is what I got. I'm showing you proof. And they're still not processing it. Um, I did advertising with, with uh, I won't say who or what, but they just totally made a mistake on the advertising. And I'm showing them screenshots on, I'm showing and showing pictures of how there was a mistake and they kept trying to say it was me and they didn't refund my money and hours and days and lots of headache, lots of anger. I finally just let it go and said I'm not advertising with them anymore. And funny enough, that per that particular company is the one that keeps sending me things saying, tell us how we did. Well, I told them once, I'm not advertising with you anymore. But you know, that frustration where you're just not getting the answer that you need or the help that you need. And then there's that other frustrating thing where it's not even a game of phone tag. You call, no response. You call, no response. You call, no response. And there's like a real need there. I've, I've had this happen before. I've needed stuff and I couldn't contact the person that needed to. And there's no return, no return, no return. Whether the person's too busy or they don't think that I'm worth their time. Or, I mean, there are cases where the person's out of town or... You know, that not necessarily always that the other person or the other entity is doing something wrong, but for some reason they can't be reached. And that's particularly difficult when, for instance, you have a service that is shut off. Uh, we should all know what this is like through COVID when they shut down government organizations. I know people that um, had something happen and couldn't clear it up with the DMV or something like that. And through no fault of their own, they ended up losing their license and they couldn't get it back because the DMV was shut. And so they couldn't figure out things. And, um, I don't know if that's a New York state thing, but you know, when things are shut down and you can't get to them, it's very, very frustrating. Uh, and I'm saying that in contrast because I'm looking to a set of Psalms today, a set of Psalms. I usually do, you know, one thing at a time, but I may talk a few days about this. Uh, 
set of psalms that has in it the very hope of who we're talking to. And that's what I kind of want to get at and what I want to be grateful for today because since I so dislike phone tag, since I so dislike poor customer service, since I so dislike being ignored when I've been the one that's wronged or being ignored when there's a real need that needs to be addressed, even more so um, I'm thinking about how grateful I need to be to the Lord because as we submit our needs to the Lord, who is an all-powerful and all-just God, we're talking to somebody that we know we'll get an answer from. If we're not getting an answer from God, maybe we're not listening right. Maybe it's no. But because we believe in who God is and we see how he's come through time and time again through history, we know that when we're seeking God, we will find him. That's that promise of Jeremiah twenty nine thirteen. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. And if you bump back a couple of verses, um, I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord plans to prosper you not to harm you and this was this was spoken originally to people in captivity they were in captivity because of their own stupidity <laughs> because of their own rebellion so even though they had rebelled against God God had let them be in a period where they were suffering um, where they had to face the consequences of their own sin because they re they just continually reject God and refused to do things in the right way and even as they face the consequences of their own sin, God was comforting them, saying, I'm going to bring you back. This is discipline. This is love. So speaking of that, um, there is a set of psalms, 15 in order. They're called Song of Asc Psalms of Ascent or Songs of Ascent. And there are a couple different theories of why they're called this. One theory was that as people return from Babylon and as they approach Jerusalem, Jerusalem is on a hill. So that's going up, you know, to ascend is to go up. So as they went towards Jerusalem and up the hill, this was the song of their heart, the cry of their heart. Uh, some of them were for victory. Some of them were to declare victory. Some of them were just to declare God. But it just kind of rehearsed all these things that they needed to know and hear about God. And it was really a preparation for victory, a preparation for the wholeness that was brought by being smack dab in the center of God's will and in the center of God's presence. The other, another, the other probably most popular theory, uh, the one is that they were sung by the pilgrims going to Jerusalem. And then every year as people came to Jerusalem for the Passover or for whatever religious f festival, as they, um, as they sojourned, as they made their journey to Jerusalem, they would sing these psalms to remind them who God was, who they were, as they prepared to, again, enter God's presence in Jerusalem. Uh, and some feel that it got even more intimate than that. And these were the songs that the Levites would sing. Uh, the Levites, which were uh, descendants of Levi. Priests, Levites, anybody that was in kind of the priestly class. As they ascended the steps to the temple. So really preparing to be in God's presence. There were 15 steps to the temple. There were 15 psalms. They were very, very short psalms. Most of the psalms... All but one of the psalms were nine verses or less. Uh, probably the average psalm was of ascent was four or five verses. So they were really very, these very short things. So it's almost like singing one verse of a song each each step, which drew their hearts closer to God. It went in a certain order, um, and it ended with praise. It started with a cry for help and it ended with praise and the psalms were very short 
they were very kind of power packed, most of them, very pithy. They were very repetitive. The same theme would be going over and over and over, not just through one psalm, but through many of them. And they often had some of the greatest, most memorable, I don't know if I'm allowed to say greatest about the Bible, but most memorable sayings that we know of come from these 15 psalms. So I think it's worth spending some time in. But I'd like to, since they're so short, I'll read this first one, Psalm 120, a psalm of ascent as either pilgrims were going to Jerusalem or the Levites priests were ascending the steps of the temple into the very presence of God. Now for us, we always have access to the presence of God. Before Christ came, it was not always a given thing. We, we trusted God. We knew that God was working, but that idea of presence often was related to the temple and otherwise it was an angel that came. But in this case, we can always prepare for God's presence and that's why it's so important for us. And here's what it said. In my distress, I cry to the Lord that he may answer me. Deliver me, O Lord, from lying lips, from a deceitful tongue. What shall be given to you and what more shall be done to you? You deceitful tongue, a warrior's sharp arrow with glowing coals, with broom tree, coals of the broom tree. Woe is me that I am an alien in Meshach, that I must live among the tents of Kedar. Too long have I had my dwelling among those who hate peace. I am for peace, but when I speak, they are for war. Well, that doesn't sound real great, does it? <laughs> We're talking about being an alien and despising the people that you're living around and saying, I'm just trying to do something right and be in peace and these people are against me and... But let's listen closely. Even as the psalmist cries out with this feeling of desperation, there's hope in that first verse. In my distress, I cry to the Lord that he may answer me. I don't think it's a game of phone tag here. You see, when we cry out to God, when we're walking in God's way, when we're truly seeking God, we know Absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt, that God will answer. May not be in our timing, may not be the way we want him to, which is great because God knows more than us, and we probably want God to do things God's way. God to do things God's way, right? But there's no phone tag here. There's no bumping around. God doesn't say, "Well, let me let me send you to Gabriel." Gabriel's like, "Let me send you to Jesus." Jesus is like, "Oh, well, uh, look at the rulers in your area and uh, stay tuned for." It's not that ever. We talk to God. We talk directly to the source of the person who has the answers and knows the answers and wants us to have good things. We're never a nuisance call for God ever. We are never a nuisance call. God wants to hear from us, and I believe you can disagree with me here. That God wants to hear everything. God wants to hear our distress. Have you ever just had someone come to you, even a kid or a spouse, and complain about their day or just kind of work things out? And okay, so sometimes you're like, I don't want to hear it. But when we're in a good state, sometimes, especially as a parent whose kid may have spent uh, me having a kid who was a teenager and who's now grown up, um, to me, I consider it a privilege and an honor. If my daughter comes to me and is just kind of talking, I know she doesn't always want answers, but talking to work things out and uh, I, I really think that's how God sees us even as we're struggling with these psalms that's why the psalms are such a sweet aroma because they're honest and as we're working things out with him if we can especially come and say okay God I'm talking to you I know you're going to come through for me and based on that let me just bellyache for a while <laughs> I think there's room for that I think there's room for that. I hope our whole lives aren't just one constant complaint to God. But God wants to hear that from us. So not only do we have a God who's there all the time, accessible all the time, 
for us and with us, wanting the best for us all the time. Not only do we can we stand in confidence knowing that he listens and hears and will answer the truest cries of our heart, but he wants to hear them. So even in our worst, to me, that's celebrating. No phone tag here, right? <laughs> Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you that everything we just said, you're always there. You're always listening, God. Forgive us. It's, it's hard sometimes in our state because we don't see your answer all the time the way we don't recognize your answers. We don't always recognize or see your working. Sometimes you don't want us to, God. Sometimes you call us to just trust you. Um, but we know, God, we stand on your word. We stand on your promise. We stand on the history of remembering of all the times you've come through, Lord Jesus. We stand understanding the times you've worked in our lives. And um, help us, Lord, just for our own sakes, help us to see things more in the flesh, in the real world, in this world right here. It's all, you're real. Um, help us to see it more with our eyes, um, just so that our faith may be increased. But help us to trust you more too. And just thank you for being good, God. Thank you that no matter where we're at, no matter what we're struggling with, no matter who we're struggling with, God, you are God and we can rely on that. And you answer and we can rely on that, God. So no matter what our situation, we have hope. And that hope is you. In your name, amen. Be blessed, my friends. May the hope of Christ absolutely consume your day today. 